It is that time of year. Students are going back to school, and that means fall sports are also returning here in Rochester. Section 5 football going to be in full swing starting this Friday. And the man who certainly sees it all, hears it all, is part of it all, James Johnson of the Democrat and Chronicle covers high school sports for the DNC. Joining us here on the show to preview this upcoming season. James, I know this is your time of year, man. High school sports are coming back. How excited are you for this upcoming football season? Um, I, I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, there's a lot of intrigue when you, when you look forward to, uh, section five football in 2017. I mean, uh, you have a, uh, a new leader as far as the section five football chairman goes right. and Scott Barker. Uh, you have some teams that, uh, really want to step into the, in, into the conversation about, you know, who, uh, are contenders for section five championships, uh, new crop of players coming through that, uh, Absolutely. you know, you want to take a look at it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always exciting this time of year. You're, you're correct. We start with the top kind of that you, ta- you, you mentioned there with the, the long time or the, the switch at the top of Section 5, I should say, with longtime Pittsford AD Scott Barker kind of taking over as the chairman of Section 5 football. Um, we've seen maybe one major change under uh, Barker already with sectionals being moved over to the College of Brockport from Salem Stadium downtown. I guess, are there any other changes that we can expect with uh, Scott kind of taking things over? Um, I wouldn't say anything in, in uh, concrete or stone, but um, I, I know that the section is, is looking at uh, the possibility of uh, reduced man football, uh, meaning, you know, less than maybe eight man, nine man, nine man, seven man football. Um, they're, they're, they're trying to address some, some, uh, drop in participation. Um, interesting kind of look, look yes, uh, very, uh, <laughs> be a very big change. Uh, I know that, that some of this is, uh, has, is, is a, uh, a part of the Midwest or it takes part in the Midwest, I should say. Um, but that, that's something that's certainly on my radar. Um, and, Certainly, Section Five football's radar. Yeah, that's a big deal. Is this is the drop in participation? While we're on the subject, something does it have to do maybe with more that we've learned about the potential effects of the repetitive head trauma and the CTE? I know obviously this is a big talk in NFL circles as well. Um, but do you think that's the the biggest reason for the drop in participation, or what else maybe are you seeing there? I, I can't I can't say for certain. Hmm. Um, I know that you know uh, the concern of parents is a is a factor uh, that that certainly has cycled in through here and in some of these classes. But to what extent, you know, I you know I I'm not comfortable uh, you know making that determination. Right. Um, I, I can tell you that you know that there are more teams that have merged together in order to uh, uh, provide the opportunity for uh, for students to play football um, you know where you, you know you have different districts or districts that are neighbors who've said you know let's let's get together and and make this happen and, and make it work so 
uh, that would certainly be one indication that, you know, um, participation levels are, are, are an issue. Yeah, that's very interesting. A little nugget there from James Johnson, the DNC high school sports reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at JJDNC. Does a great job covering our local our local Section 5 sports and it, throughout, the, throughout the year, not just in the fall, but obviously getting really amped up for the football season right now. I guess one other kind of overarching topic that always kind of pops up, especially during the football season here, is the, the private school versus public school debate. It was obviously huge a couple of years ago when Aquinas went on to win the state title. Last year they maybe had a little bit of a down year where there was a little more parity and some of the public schools felt they were up to up to par with, with the Aquinases of the world. But I guess what is your stance on that whole conversation? Because obviously we know how the public schools feel, we know how the private schools feel, but what do you make of, of that conversation and what the, the two arguments kind of are? Um, I, I, I guess I... I would call myself naive about the <laughs> whole thing. Um, Fair enough. As far as as far as I like the fact that in Section Five, we have private schools, we have city schools, we have uh, quote unquote suburban schools, we have rural schools, all mixing together and, and playing against each other. Uh, it's not that way in a in a few other sections around the state. Right. Um, I, I think that there's some benefit to that. Um, I don't, I don't know if it, it translates into what everyone needs here. Uh, but from my viewpoint as a, as, as a fan of the sport, as, as a fan of the, of area high school football, I, I, I love the fact that it, there's some level of, uh, getting together and playing, um, you know, you have, Batavia playing U prep, um, and so on and so forth. Um, I, I like that, but yeah. you know, as far as does that need meet the needs or concerns of uh, the teams and school districts? Uh, I can't say that. But yeah. um, from my viewpoint, I, I like the fact that everyone's in this, and for the most part, they make it work. Oh, I'm I'm 100 with you, and I think it also. It's cool when you have that that mix because when there is a private school that's supposed to be world beaters and be the better team, and then you have a public school that kind of gives them a run, I think that's always cool to kind of see that that competitiveness. And it, I think it amps it up a little bit when you get a team like Rush Henrietta, who has some talent, having to play against an Aquinas who has all these kids going D1, and it kind of adds to the, the, the meaning of the game a little bit more, makes it more fun, and gets the kids more excited because they know they have a big task on hand. So I, I'm with you 100% on that. Let's talk uh, this, this upcoming season, some teams to kind of keep an eye out for. We know the, the coaches poll came out. At the Class A level, you have or the Class AA level, rather, you have the usual suspects: Victor, Pittsford, Aquinas, kind of sitting at the top. At the A level, Canandaigua, Eastridge, Brockport are expected to do some big things. Lower levels, I know Batavia tops the list. Wayne is in there as well. Um, do you expect those same candidates, those same top dogs from recent years, to kind of remain at the top, um, or is there one or two that maybe have too much turnover that they have to overcome? So I guess in general, what are some of the teams that you're keeping an eye on that, that fans should be keeping an eye on and know about, um, I guess, at the top and throughout as well? Um, I, in, in the end, it, it seems like the, the teams with, with the tradition or the, the current role, uh, 
they'll they'll basically they'll stay at the top. I think. Um, what makes this season interesting for me is, is, is you know, are we witnessing uh, a transfer in power from Aquinas to Victor? Uh, you know, yeah. some people may say, yeah, it's a, it's already happened already mm-hmm. because Victor made it to the state final. Right. Um, but you know, you have a coaching change at a at at, at Aquinas. Um, we know that this this is a team that's been pretty powerful um, for a, a very long time. Yeah, no doubt. So. It'll be interesting to see how the struggle between those two play out. Um, you have a Pittsburgh team that you know it, it has been in position to to win a, a, a long coveted Section Five title. Um, you know, how do you argue against uh, the team's approach to getting to the final because you can't win it unless you're in that game? Um, since they, it the team has been in that position. To, to win that title for for so many years, I mean that something something good is going on over there. Um, very hard to argue against that. Right. Uh, class A is is uh, seems to be very very deep, or or, or it'll be very competitive. Um, I'm, I'm very interested to see where Wilson uh, Magnet um, in the city. How it fits into the competition. Uh, you have Brockport with all of its uh, skilled players coming back. Um, uh, just a, a long list of teams that will make Class A very interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think those are obviously some of the notable teams and also some teams that are going to be jockeying for positioning with some of those top teams as well. James Johnson, Section 5 sports reporter for the Democrat and Chronicle, joining us here on CBS Sports Radio in Rochester. You mentioned, you know, Victor, maybe they've overtaken Aquinas. We get that matchup right off the bat once again this year. We know Victor's returning a lot of talent. What is your expectation for Aquinas, though? Maybe a little bit of a down year last year after winning states. Uh, are they going to maybe return to prominence, or are they still kind of in that reloading phase? Uh, I, I can't really say. Um, you know, I, I, I'd rather watch it, see how it <laughs> plays out on the field. Uh the schedule, it seems like Aquinas has a, a schedule where it, it, it's going to be challenging enough right. where, you you know, you'll have a good idea of how it measured up. But, you know, they haven't – it hasn't played the games yet. Uh, right. Uh, you know, I, I say a new coach, but, you know, I, I should also point out that uh, much of the staff is, is very much the same. So yeah. they do have some continuity there. Um I know that they have a talented running back in uh, Karan Robinson, and and um, you know that could take you a long way um, in in high school football. Absolutely, yeah. Some interesting questions surrounding Aquinas at the Class A level. Your your champion from last year, Greece Athena, they lose the All Greater Rochester Player of the Year quarterback Tavon Grandison. What is the outlook for that group this season without his presence? It, it, that's that's another one of the the plots to the season that uh, you want to see how it plays out. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that they have confidence in uh, Patrick Meisenhall and in taking over the quarterback position. Uh, they may have some different expectations on, on what he can deliver. Uh, maybe not, but uh, that's that's what's exciting. We get to kind of kick back and see yeah. how it's going to play out. 
Um, you know, you have a, a spin support team, um, a, a program that doesn't have a lot of uh, tradition as far as when it comes to uh, winning championships or what have you. It, it really, really wants to be in the mix this year, this year uh, very much like Brighton last year. Um, and Brighton may not be finished yet as far as yeah. uh, making noise in Class A. So that I mean, those are some of the the, the subplots that uh, make following the season exciting. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'm glad you brought up Spencerport because they have a kid in Alton Jones who set the Section Five record for rushing yards in a single game, 494 yards he had. I was actually at that game. It was incredible to watch. Um, he's a kid that that's certainly yeah. We laugh because it was I mean back and forth. Just every time he got the ball, it seemed like he was going for sixty plus yards. It was it was ridiculous. Um, but he's a kid that certainly is in the running for potentially that All Greater Rochester Player of the Year. Do you have any other players kind of in mind heading into the season that could uh, could have a run at that that award? Oh man, um, no, putting you on the spot. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, very wide open field. Um, you know, as far as if you look at talent, um, as far as how college coaches evaluate them, uh, Corey Gross from from Brockport. No doubt. Oh, yeah. I mean, at Brockport, I should say. Uh, that that would seem to be that would seem to be a good place to start. Um, Victor, um, they have a a, a a few players who could who could step into that role. Uh, Andrew Russell, uh, Nabitsky, um, and you never know who else might emerge. Uh, this is a very good time in in, in its athletic program. Um, you know, whether you're talking about girls soccer or, or boys lacrosse or football, uh, Victor is very strong right now. Um, but it, it, um, it, it would seem to be pretty wide open. Um, there's, there's no one that I would say like, uh, everyone else is, is, is chasing this person for that, for right, that, right. uh, award. Yeah, no doubt about it. Always fun to watch those those subplots and those sub stories kind of play out throughout the season. Gave you a few names there of players you should watch, though, but certainly going to be plenty of others throughout Section 5 this year to keep an eye on. He is James Johnson, the high school sports reporter for the DNC. Again, follow him on Twitter at JJDNC. Does a great job updating you guys via social media throughout Section five football, the Section 5 football season, individual games and, and everything. Um, so uh, he's definitely worth the follow if you're a big high school sports buff. Uh, James, I appreciate you joining us here. Where are you, where are you going to be on Friday? Are you going to be at the Victor Aquinas Showdown? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the place to be, um, I, I would think, for a few high school football fans yeah. in the area. No doubt. I'll be over at Aronicoy Eastridge. That's where we're starting our season with the, the broadcast schedule. So I'll have a little bit of a different game, but a big rivalry there as well. Should make for a solid first yeah. week of the season. I I, I think so. I mean, uh, the the last Aronicoy Eastridge matchup I went to, there was this, this type of um, intensity that, you know, it was <laughs> – you could tell that both teams wanted to win that game. Yeah. Uh, but what I really liked about it is it, it didn't uh, get out of control. Uh, you know, the, 
both teams played very hard. Uh, both teams wanted to win. Everything went off. They played the game, and there was no, there was nothing extra to it. And, yeah. uh, and and everyone was able to move on, and it was a, a very exciting night. Yeah, it's a fun one, but definitely the sportsmanship is the big theme. You get across Section 5 in general, so that's good to see. The 2017 season gets started this Friday. James, I can't thank you enough for coming on and giving us some time and, and enlightening us about this upcoming season. All right, thank you for having me. No problem, James. Take care.